Well, I'd like to give a version of a story that Jesus told. There was a mom, she had her kids and they were walking through a field. It was in a day when banks weren't to be trusted, right? And in fact, sometimes there weren't even banks and people would just bury their treasures. So this mom was walking through the field with her kids and she comes across the treasure. She leaves it there and she runs back. She empties her bank account. She drags out everything that she can find. 401s, her stocks, her mutual funds, everything. She sells it all to go by the field where she found the treasure. Her heart was filled with joy, excitement, energy, as Jesus tells the story, because the treasure was going to be hers. And of course, when Jesus tells a story, it's talking about the kingdom. He's talking about the presence of God being in his very presence. And that's the treasure I want to talk about today. But I want to raise a very simple question, and the question is this. What is something simple that moms can do? What is something simple all of us can do to have that treasure. If you have your Bible this morning, would you open with me to Ephesians 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17, tucked into this letter, an ancient letter, we're going to find the secret of how to get and keep that treasure. Verse 17, Paul writes, So I tell you this, and I insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They, the Gentiles, are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in Him accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made pure, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Let me pray. Father, as we think of the simple stories Jesus told about a treasure, God, we ask that you would let us see the path, the way, how we can experience your presence every day of our lives speak to us now we pray in jesus name amen amen what a great day sometimes a hard day when we think about mother's day some of us have stellar moms and grandmothers and spiritual moms and people that have filled in and and of course some of us have had experiences that have been difficult, right? And, and things that have complicated life. And 
all of us are complicated human beings. And it was a couple months ago as I was reflecting on where this might need to go as I thought about Mother's Day in February, I came across an article in the New York Times. The title alone grabbed my attention. Now, they use titles to do just that, right? So I start seeing the title, America's Mothers Are in Crisis. Is anyone listening to them? I mean, come on, with a title like that, you're going to be like, I want to read that. What's going on? So I read the article, and of course, it repeated themes. There, there, there's a drumbeat going through the article. Working moms are not okay. Pandemic triples anxiety and depression symptoms in new mothers. No surprise there. Another theme was working moms are reaching the breaking point. Probably nothing really new. But there was one statement that grabbed my attention. And let me just read it to you. Almost 70% of mothers say that worry and stress have damaged their health. And that should concern all of us. We're living in a culture that really defies good, solid mental and spiritual health. We're swimming upstream day after day. And mothering has always been hard, but maybe we could say it's never been harder. And it's a lonely job. You carry thoughts and feelings and attitudes that are incomprehensible to males. But it's true. You think about things and carry burdens that are strong and impactful. And the more isolated we become in our culture, the more difficult it becomes. So as we think about all these things going on, what I wanted to do this morning was take this passage, unpack it for moms, not giving you an additional burden, but to bring a laser-like focus to your life. So that at the end of your life, you'll say, I got the treasure, I kept the treasure, all the days of my life. That, that is what your children need. So as we look at this passage, let me draw your attention to just a couple things right at the beginning as we uh, study it this morning. First of all, my, my main ideas are coming out of the passage itself. If we look here in verses 22 to 24, the Apostle Paul, he gives it really clear direction. He says, put off your old self. Put off your old self. And then he says, put on the new self. Not too complicated. Did I lose any moms yet? I know it's been a tiring morning probably already. You're going to put off the old self. The old self is the old way of thinking, the old way of living, 
the old way of doing life before you became a Christ follower. And the new self is how does a Christ follower live? So, very, very simple as we look at this. So my first point is obviously going to be, let's talk about putting off the old self, this old way of living. Let's talk about what Paul means and how to do that. And so as we look at the passage, we can see very simply, he lays it out. And he says right at the beginning, he says, I insist on it. And when he talks about Gentiles, he's talking about very simply people before they knew Jesus Christ. Before they came into a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Before they came to understand that there was a place that they could go with sin and shame and guilt. Bring it to Christ, hang it on the cross, and walk out a brand new woman. Before that all happened, he says, I insist on a few things. But he wanted you to understand, first of all, the mindset, the direction of what it was like before Christ. And so he says, the futility of their thinking. He's simply talking here about there was no purpose. There was no direction. There was no aim in life. And a lot of people today live just that way. They, they try to figure out what is most important. Is it being comfortable? Is it being happy? Is it being happy the way the world says? Is it? And they just start raising questions. And there's a futility in that because it's like chasing after wind. Then he goes, they are darkened in their understanding. Not too complicated. There was like a dimness. There was like this vague notion about life and God and how things are ordered. It's a little bit like when you wake up in the morning before the sun gets up, right? It's dark in the house, but you can see shadows and you're groping around. That's what Paul's describing here. They were darkened in their understanding. He gives a third and he says separated from the life of God. They were alienated. So not only were they futile in their thinking, not only were they darkened in their understanding, but there's an alienation from God. They don't understand God nor the things of God. In fact, he says very next thing, because of the ignorance in them. And so there was no shaping order to life. And then he says, the hardening of their hearts. Five things he lays out. Now when we think of hardening of their hearts, don't think that he's talking about people shaking their fist at God. Now they may be doing that. But when he talks about a hardness of heart, he's just simply saying they're indifferent to God. They're, they're calloused. If you read a verse or you think about something in Scripture, they have no interest in it. Their hearts are resistant. It's like trying to plant something in your garden this spring, but the ground hasn't been broken up. It's hard. It's rocky. It's unusable. So that's what the Apostle Paul is talking about here. And so as we look at these different things, sometimes it becomes a little confusing, but he goes on and he says this, having lost all sensitivity. Well, of course, 
of course, all this has been going on. And they've given themselves over to sensuality. Boy, does that describe the world today. It's all about our senses. How I feel. What will make me happy. What will make me feel good. That's all they've got left. It collapses into the self. And so the result is they indulge themselves in every kind of impurity. The word impurity here can be broad. It can be expansive. Whatever it is they want to find to somehow fill up their souls. That's what it was like before Christ. And then he says, they are full of greed. Now when he says full of greed, there's this idea of of lust for more. They're always wanting more. They're never content with what they have. If they've got this size house, they need a bigger house. If they have this kind of car, they need more car. If they have this kind of phone, they need even more phone, right? There's just this lust, this drive, this passion for more. And of course, that's what Paul is talking about here. But maybe it would be helpful if I gave you just a little bit of a chart. But I want to take the chart in backwards form. It starts with the heart, doesn't it? They have a hard heart. Hard towards God and the things of God. So there will never be an ordering principle. There will never be a purpose that, that surpasses the things of this day or this age or this life. We need something outside of ourselves is what Paul's talking about. And that hard heart leads to an ignorance towards God. Now when Jesus talked about this in John chapter 3, he used a slightly different picture. He said people love the darkness. So what he's saying is that their hard hearts are in darkness. And they love it. Well, that brings an ignorance. That ignorance brings an alienation or a separation. That separation brings even a darker mind where there's just more dimness and it leads to a futility, a lack of purpose, a lack of aim, a lack of direction. So let me just finish the picture this way. The same diagram, hard hearts, ignorance towards God, a darkened mind, and pretty soon... Pretty soon, there's a silly and foolish lifestyle. And that's what we're watching today, isn't it? By and large, in the world today, we look at it and we're saying, what in the world is going on? It's filled with sensuality and this lust for more. So the Apostle Paul, he makes it really clear. He says, put off the old lifestyle. It's a little bit like this, isn't it? We got a backpack. And he's saying, quit walking around with the backpack. Take it off. Lay it down. Now I know what you're thinking right now. What is in that backpack? I'm going to show you what's in the backpack because you've got one and you've got the exact same stuff in your backpack that I've got in mine. So let me take a couple things out. Here's, here's the first one. 
you've got a file folder. Now, you can see my file folder. It's a little old. I'll just pull it apart like this. Like you can see, I've pulled this out so many times. And I've reviewed it in my mind so many times. And so have you. And what Paul wants us to do is set the backpack down, right? Let's get rid of the file folder. But I know what you're thinking right now. What's in that file folder? Well, let me tell you, because it's in yours too. I have written down in my file folder some lies that I believe. I'm not lovable. I'm not good enough. There's better pastors out there. There's better preachers out there. I'm not smart enough. There's people that are just so much smarter and brilliant. right? These are just lies. And we keep them in our backpack. I don't know exactly what your lies are, but I know you got them. And I know you keep a file of them and they play over and over. Maybe for a mom. Boy, that mom has it all together. Her home is always perfect. It's immaculate. Every time I go in that house, it's clean. It's organized. The kids are dressed. They always look like they're behaving. I don't measure up. Those are just lies. They're all in the file folder. Or, here's something else we keep in our file. Old hurts. You got any old hurts in your file folder? Pains? Wounds? Things that have happened to you from your past. And you're going to keep them in your backpack. You don't want to let those go. They're part of your identity, aren't they? They're part of who you are. It's not that we should maybe not remember those hurts. It's that they have control over us. What kind of hurts? Well, if I could just speak to the ladies, especially right now, there's a lot of sexual abuse. And that hurt, that abuse, that wound stays in the backpack. And we just carry it through life. That's not God's plan, but that's what we do. Let me just pause and say, if you've been abused, I am so sorry. And God grieves over these wounds. But you can get help. And there's freedom in Christ. And I'm going to talk about that in a moment when we talk about putting on what God wants us to put on. So moms, get free of these things that are in your file folder. Drop the backpack. If there's anything that's so important in life, it's getting rid of this file folder. Maybe someone significant did something to you, said something to you, and that just stays in the file folder. You'll never amount to anything. You don't deserve You are never going to measure up and you spend the rest of your life striving to quell that voice by being perfect. 
Well, we all have a file folder, don't we? We keep it in our backpack. We have some other things in our backpack. I don't know why we would carry rocks in our backpack. But we do. You've got them in yours. And I've got them in mine. Sometimes the rocks are small. You know, they're not too heavy to carry. And we're going to carry them through life for a while. We'll get along just fine. Oh, it's a little annoying. You get a hot day and you're like, i got to get rid of this. But most of the time, this rock isn't that big of a deal. What kind of rock am I talking about right now? Well, let me just give some examples. A little different than what's in the file folder. These are things like anger. Just carry it through life. An angry person. I'm not going to deal with it, but it's small. It breaks out now and then, and I might lash out at people I love, but hey, it's a small rock. Or maybe the small rock is is money. Now, when I say money, I don't just mean cash. I'm talking about material things. It controls us. We just keep it. Money. Or, how about addictions? Small rock. Not a big addiction. Nobody really knows about it. I keep it hidden, but it, it's, it's an addiction. But sometimes the rock gets a little bigger, doesn't it? Now, I don't know that I want to carry this through life, but some of us have. This one's like, whoa. Bugs me. It's not just an annoyance. And if I keep carrying this through life, it may bring me down and it may bring others with me as I go down. You tracking with me? These are things from our old way that have nothing to do with what God wants us to do. But we, we, we keep them in our backpack. And now, now I want to bring out perhaps the most dangerous one. We keep this in our backpack. You, you, you see what this is, right? It's a little CD folder. I, I got this CD. In fact, the price is still on it. It's $4.95. I probably got it out of one of those trays, those bins where they just throw a bunch of them in there. I like this one because it's about women. It's about moms. It got a winner label. It said it was irresistible, exclamation point, two thumbs up. Got to be good. The title is this, The Rising Star. Women Made New. Whoa! There you go. What an amazing title. All from the world's perspective. What the movie does is it gives us a vision for our life. 
And we watch this movie. We love it. And we watch it over and over. It's the movie of what we want our lives to look like. But it's all shaped by what the world says your life has to look like. And because you love this movie so much, you just don't even realize how it's part of your soul. Reminded me of a story with Jesus. Remember when Jesus was out in the wilderness and the devil took Jesus to the top of a high mountain and he showed him a movie. You know what the movie was? All the things you could have in this world. Jeez, of course, the devil used the word kingdoms. But all the stuff you could have that would make you happy, that would make you powerful, that would make you supreme. And Jesus said this to the devil. He said, do you not know what's in the Word of God? Have you not read what my Father has written? Worship the Lord God and serve Him only. Well, how do you do that? Well, you can't go watching silly movies, can you? You can't walk around with a backpack and files. Paul says, by the power of the Holy Spirit, put that down. Moms, one of the best things you can do for your children is get free from your past. Don't let it control you. There are resources, there are people, there are godly women in this fellowship that can help the younger moms, the younger ladies get free. And if you need professional help, don't ever be embarrassed. Get help. But get rid of the backpack. Paul says, I insist on it. Well, he then goes on and he says, as we saw, put on the new self, right? Second point, we got to get a new lifestyle. We got to get a new way of thinking. And in order to do that, we just want to dive back into the text just for a moment, a little bit of what he said. He said, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by these movies, holding onto file folders and walking around with rocks, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created by God. Well, how do you do that, right? That, that, that's where we got to go. So, I'm sorry, here's the passage verse I want. It's not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ. You were taught in Him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. The truth that is in Jesus. So, let's take our chart and look at this starts with not a hard heart, but a soft heart towards the things of God. It then moves to knowledge of God, growing in the knowledge of God because you've got a soft heart. 
You're going to study God's Word. And ladies, let me just say, this summer, we have summer sojourn, women's summer sojourn, going to be studying the book of Ephesians. I want to encourage every woman in our church, every woman online, come and study this book. It's how you get knowledge of God and about God. Your mind will not be dim and in darkness. It'll be light and bright. You'll be not separated from God. You'll be united with God. Your life will start getting more meaning and purpose. And this is what our children need to see today. They don't need to see moms chasing after all these things. What they need is a mom that's focused on the treasure that's found in the fields. It becomes then a wise and empowered lifestyle. Filled, as it says here in Ephesians 4, filled with righteousness and peace and joy. Paul says it a little differently in the passage. I grabbed this out of Romans 14. But Paul says it here in true righteousness and holiness. That's what we need. Now moms, I want to take you even deeper. Will you just bear with me just one more minute and I want to do a deep dive to get you free of the backpack. There's only one way to find freedom. Only one. It's the cross of Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18, that the cross is the power of of God. You want to get rid of backpacks? You want to get rid of file folders and rocks and movies? It's the cross of Jesus Christ. Paul went on and he says, I determined to know nothing among you except Christ and Him crucified. Isn't that powerful? I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and His cross. Peter said the same thing. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to file folders and rocks and old worldly movies. You know he doesn't say it quite like that, but you know what I'm saying. Dies to sin. Well, how do you do this? Moms, the cross tells you your worth. There's no other way to measure your worth. But if you're a Christ follower, you have infinite worth. How do I know that? Because of the cross of Jesus Christ. Your kids need to see that their worth comes from the cross. That God the Father would send His one and only Son to die to remove your sin. He died in your place. The cross tells you what's really important. The world is giving you all kinds of messages, but the cross will tell you what's really, really, really important. The cross tells you how to live every day. Dying to yourself, picking up your cross, and walking with Jesus. That's what your kids need to see. They don't need to see the stuff of the world. They need to see that. The cross tells you what is in your backpack. Some of us don't even know. But the cross will tell you what's in your backpack. Sit with the cross. Just sit with the cross in front of you and God will reveal what's in your backpack. Let me just say one more thing. The cross will tell you what really matters in life. And we're going to find out a lot of the things we do in this world don't matter one bit. 
A lot of things just don't matter. The cross tells us what matters. Father, thank you for the moms, the grandmothers, the great-grandmothers. And Father, I'm just going to pray right now in the power of the Holy Spirit that you would give them a good day. Bless them, remind them of how valuable they are, how beautiful they are, that it's not built on the self, but it starts with you, God. And then, Father, help them surrender the files, the rocks, the movies. Help them surrender to you all these things that are in the backpack. And then, Father, set them free to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit to your glory, to your honor, to the joy of their own hearts. With joy, that mom walking in the field found that treasure. With excitement and energy, she got rid of the backpack and everything else so that she could have that field. Help our moms walk in that truth every day to your glory, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.